Welcome back to another episode of Capes and Tights, a comic book and pop culture podcast. Wow, I said that really fast, but we're back again. Adams, uh, we're back. Let's say this is our studio. Let's just say this is our studio now. This yeah. is our studio. It's it's Zoom. We record via Zoom, and Zoom is our studio. This is the Capes and Tights studio, uh, and we would look like this for a while. I'm excited, but um, we're going to talk Book of Boba Fett today and, and, yeah. and that stuff. But before we get started, obviously, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. You can search us. Twitter, we're on Twitter. Uh, capesandtights.com you can find all the links on there and obviously apple spotify and all those things if one of those things that when i listen to podcasts like ours is the most annoying thing to hear them self-promote themselves over and over and over again but you know what the only way we get people to listen to us is to share that information right adam <laughs> that's it i don't and know so, any other way <laughs> exactly so uh, if you haven't been on and listened to us before i'm justin that's adam we're you know kind of nerds geeks we like this stuff uh former co-workers but now we're friends and we like to talk about things like this. And this is a big one because I'm a big Star Wars fan and I'm actually coming. I realized this morning, or yesterday morning, of how much more of a Star Wars fan I'm becoming. Yeah. Um, and I will say before we get into like the nitty gritty of this is that Star Wars to me, and I hope you agree on this, this stuff. So like the Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian, these TV shows that have been coming out on Disney Plus is making me fall in love with star Wars and want to watch the films and read the comic books and the books and the animated shows, like what Marvel's been able to do with their MCU to have people read the comic books. And I think this is necessary because I've watched the original movies. I've watched the, the, the remakes or not the remakes, but the newer ones. And I haven't been much of a star Wars fan. I've been a fan, like peripheral fan, but I am in deep now. Like I am, well, ready I, for it i think you you just hit the nail on the head and we've talked we can talk about this in a minute but with john favreau and the way this yeah. is being or like honestly like the star wars universe had a much taller order because such a brilliant amount of stuff had been built up in the novels and the comics that was retconned i'm actually fine with that but the prequels are hard man yeah. they're hard they're not good they're full of great source material but like you said i think a lot of people in your well, it's our generation. I'm a yep. few years ahead of you, but that might be the difference. Like that prequel was, that was your like big giant introduction to star Wars. Mm-hmm. And so I could see that being off-putting and now they're finding a way to make you love it again. And that's awesome. I think. And, I and that it. connection, like I said, the Marvel part of it, whereas like when you watch the MCU movies, people are like, Oh my gosh. And I know people who have watched the movies are now comic book fans. And so having these Mandalorian book of Boba Fett, bad batch, things coming out on Disney plus is maybe you want to watch the new cool thing, but then yes. maybe I'm reading the comic book series is over again. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I told Adam, I watched bad batch. I'm watching the clone yeah. wars TV show, animated TV show again, um, or again for the first time. And so those kind of things, putting these things out, whether they're good or they're bad, or you like them and they're pulling nostalgia back or whatever you may like about them or dislike about them. They are good as an overall whole, for the star wars yeah. world because or universe i should say because people like myself i'm not the only one uh, there's hundreds of thousands of people out there who are like me who are like i'm in for the long run now because of these things and things like book of boba fett and mandalorian are the two that i'm thinking about but i mean i've never been a huge animated person like i've liked some animated things like the animated x-men cartoons from the 90s are one of my favorite things ever i'll watch like family guy and, and those kind of things you know south park uh future is actually coming back which is cool i like that too but 
it the idea that Star Wars, that's another thing I'll give Star Wars a credit for is animated. So you have your Clone Wars, you have your Rebels, your you have your now Bad Batch, all canon, all characters and that like are big intertwined. Canon. Yes. I think like, people like, are just starting to get a glimpse of that now that like we're leaning hard and because guess what? A whole generation was raised on those cartoons as Star Wars. Like it's crazy that and, and you know we'll obviously be spoilers alert here because we're going to talk the whole series of book of boba fett and more but like so you have characters like um uh the actors um ming now wing when fennec shan yep. who was in mandalorian but she was also in bad batch voicing her character in all those things you have um cad bane who played the act, voice actor who voiced him in Clone Wars, yep. also voiced him in Book uh, in Bad Batch, who also voiced him in uh, Book of Boba Fett. So there, it is canon, and it's the same actors. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yep. It's it's the it's the the idea that you have all these things. The comic book that I'm reading right now, which is just the regular basic Star Wars one, is also canon. It shows there's a places yep. online where you can find where this all fits in. So it, to me, it's fascinating. I love that aspect of it because it gives you a little bit of everything. Gives them the ability to like go back and do some Skywalker things sure. without having to do what they did in this show, which is the CGI and the making him look like the older, younger person. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just something about that whole universe and be able to do animated and live action, have us all be okay with it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Agreed. And, and, and I, yeah, they're, they're doing a really good job just with a lot. Like you said, I mean, I think a lot of it is just figuring out how to bring all of this to a new generation and synthesize all these different ways of, of doing it. And it's, Again, I, I always kind of figured that Disney would do it right. I know a lot of people, but like I can already see where the novels are starting to come in as a mm -hmm. person who was raised mostly reading the novels. That was my obsession with Star Wars. They're tapping it in for me, a lot of the, like exactly how they should. And so we're going to talk Book of Boba Fett, yep. uh, which is the series that just came out with seven episodes. It aired uh, December 29th through February 9th, created by the one and only and amazing, great John Favreau who has been um, a home run. He's going to be put up there. So you have your Kathleen Kennedy, right? Obviously Lucasfilm. Yep. You now have um, like Kevin Feige at Marvel, right? Yep. And you're, you're going to have John Favreau and I will put the, that's one a, the one B for, for, for Lucasfilms and for star Wars per se, there is Dave Filoni too, who is the guy who created yep. clone wars and those series as well. Bad batch. Uh, those two, if you have John Favreau and Dave Filoni in, in charge of anything in the Star Wars universe, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Those guys are just running away with it. So all the episodes were written by John Favreau, uh, with the exception of episode six, which was co-written by with Dave Filoni, um, produced by Favreau and Filoni, who'd also done, like I said, Bad Batch, Clone Wars, and Mandalorian. Uh, Robert Rodriguez also was a producer on this. Uh, great, obviously, great producer, director, writer, all that stuff. Kathleen Kennedy, Colin Wilson, and the music. Ludwig Gorenson, who also did the Mandalorian music. He also did Black Panther. He's now in charge of the fanfare for the new WB intro, as well as the Lucasfilm fanfare. He is an unbelievable composer. Uh, and then the show obviously starred, uh, I think it's, is it Tamara? Morrison, that's, who was what, that's what I'm saying in my head. Yeah. And Ming Now Wen, who was Fennec Shan. Yeah. Ming Now Wen is a funny story. Did you know she was Mulan? No, I did not. She was the voice of Mulan in the anim 1998 animated Disney film, that's... which is amazing. She also was in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for Marvel. Yeah. That was the, the show on uh, ABC. 
uh, as well as she was in as Fennec Shan, she was in uh, Mandalorian as well as uh, Bad Batch. And then Pedro Pascal played the Mandalorian, yep. uh, as possible. Tons of other people, like I can't list them all off, but there's a great number of B, uh, you know, characters throughout the entire seven episodes. Yep. Before we get into everything else, just so people know, if you're not a big Star Wars fan, this takes place right after, or right, or I say right after, takes place after Return of the Jedi and after seasons one and two of The Mandalorian. Uh, and then before The Force Awakens. So if you want to like look at your simplistic timeline of, of, of Star Wars, it goes Return of the Jedi, Mandalorians 1 and 2, this, and then Force Awakens, just so you know where these are sitting in the in the world. Um, but let's talk Boba Fett as a whole. So Boba Fett, is he's a funny character because of what he came from to yes. where he is now. Like if you think about in your head, uh, Adam, Think in your head, just like black space right now. And then you think Star Wars, what comes to mind? Darth Vader, right? Oh, and Boba Fett. I mean, Luke Skywalker and Boba Fett, like, the, like I, and, you know, maybe a, Jabba the Hutt in there just because of the way that he is, but like yep. R2-D2 and um, yeah, I can't, I'm going to, now people are going to villainize me because I can't think of the other droid uh, with, with R2-D2. Come on. C-3PO? Yes. So um, those, but those like, yeah, like, if you look at a route, Mount Rushmore of, of, of Star Wars, characters Boba yep. Fett's on that and he came from nothing <laughs> like yep. an afterthought like he wasn't and even I, supposed to be anything <laughs> and I think and you, you talked about a documentary that you can watch about yes. this too and um and I think the thing with Boba Fett is he didn't have a huge backstory so remember this is like the era that we're all playing with action figures mm -hmm. and so if you write too much of a backstory then like that character is not really mine when I'm playing yeah. with it. But Boba Fett, nobody knew anything about Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. And he was cool to dress up like. And I mean, I think that's all the boxes for a kid, isn't it? Like, Yes, exactly. And so he actually technically, and people will say that his first appearance was in um, uh, Empire, was Empire Strikes Back. Uh, but he actually was his first appearance was obviously the winter uh, holiday special. That was Star Wars. It was a cartoon. Uh, and on it. But his actual first appearance to the actual public was two months prior to the holiday special where he made a debut in a local parade in, in Lucas's yep. hometown. It was Darth Vader and Boba Fett and people were just flocked to him and they knew they had something with this character. Yep. Um, but the only thing is he only had four lines in the actual original trilogy. Like he had four lines. It was six minutes and 32 seconds of actual screen time. Um, and this character, people have tattoos of him. They have, stickers yeah. on there it's unbelievable how much this and, person had from six minutes of film time and even before he's you know gotten his new story which we're not going to get to like i mean he wasn't very impressive at the mm. end i mean he's taken out by a maybe random shot maybe force guided shot but like yeah. that's it like it, it was just a random bounty hunter that and so in this special anybody should watch it's called under the helmet it's the legacy yep. of boba fett uh it's a 20 21 minute documentary about the lore of the, uh, Boba Fett. Um, but he wasn't even actually named until Return of the Jedi. They didn't actually say his name in the movie. I mean, obviously in the holiday special, he's there, but like in the films, um, they gave him his, his origin story in the prequel series, which, mm, but uh, we'll talk about prequel series. It's, yeah. but he was supposed to be a super trooper. Like the original character, it was created as a white suit. It was supposed to be like the next generation uh, yes. of troopers. Yep, and there was hundreds of them supposed to be made, but then when they talked about it in the film, there was not enough money in the budget to create all these. So then Lucas was like, "Well, maybe we should just change him to a bounty hunter." And they took his suit and they painted it and dinged him up and did all that stuff. Uh, and then you saw him debut in 
the holiday special and then also but then his current rendition of him is debuted in uh, mandalorian season two when there was some searching for the suit and all that stuff uh and that's it but i don't want to go too much into mandalorian because even though I will get that that right now is even though this was like a backdoor Mandalorian season. I was about to say, let's just let's just come right out of the gates and be like, this was kind of just Mandalorian season 2.5. Which is funny. There's seven like, episodes and two of the episodes were basically yeah. Mandalorian episodes. And that's so what I will say is a start off with when we're talking about the show is great show. It, it was great. I mean, it, to me, if I was giving it a number like a seven out of 10, like it wasn't a 10 out of 10, like I think. That Mandalorian season one was like, like pristine. This right. was a little bit below right. that, and so there were some hits and some misses. The biggest thing to me was that it was seven episodes, and two sevenths of the episodes were Mandalorian yeah. episodes. So, it, it when Ming Now Wen was interviewed, she says for season one of Book of Fat, she said that in an interview. So the theory is that there is a season two at some point, but to me, right. it almost made it feel like the two episodes being Mandalorian specific was just a way to get them to promote season three of Mandalorian. Like, it's like, we got to do this Boba Fett thing because people want this, but really we're going to focus from the future of five, six seasons of the Mandalorian. And this is how we're going to promote that in this season. Exactly. What's what we've talked about with like the Marvel issues before too. And it's, um, uh, I just totally lost my train of thought. Yeah. But so back, that's, that's a miss to me is the fact that I, it's a hit in a miss. Right, because I right. did like the Mandalorian a lot, and I like Pedro Pascal's character and all that stuff. But the fact that they literally had an entire episode that you basically sure. didn't even see Boba sure. Fett—it's always a bad sign to me. Taylor and I talk about this when we watch a movie or a TV show. When you see a show called, you know, Spider-Man, and it's an entire episode without Spider-Man in it, it's like, well, we're watching this for right. that. And so there are certain shows, but those are the shows that are like twenty episodes long. Okay, I can do one twentieth of a season that you're trying to give a backstory on some sort of villain right. or some sort of other thing. But when you're yeah. seven episodes long and you have an entire episode that really has nothing to do, like it didn't didn't really right. further the story of Boba Fett. It was how to get Pedro Pascal's character well, into the last and few that's, episodes. And that's what I was gonna that's what I was saying with the Marvel yeah. is like it, it, there's a time, I guess, where you just have to kind of do the cleanup narrative, mm-hmm. which is okay, like now we've got Mandalorian, but we're like, we've got to split off this Luke stuff and the Jedi Academy stuff. Yeah. And we've got to split off this storyline and there's no way to do that. But like, I guess we can do a redemption arc for Boba Fett while we're at it. But like you said, I, there's times that Marvel's had to do that. It doesn't work perfectly, but like, you just got to rip the mm-hmm. bandaid off. And so that felt like this to me. And like you said, I think it has its hits and its misses, but it's, it's definitely a fan service show. Oh. For sure. And that's the biggest thing I think to me. And that's, that's what I've read online for some of these reviews. I try not to read too many because I like to give our yeah. own say, but like some of the ones that I've read is like, that it's really for you and I like to give us the whole, like give us some more depth about what, who Boba Fett is and, and yeah. what he's doing now. And that he survived the Snarlock pit and all that stuff. Like, but does it really move the character that much forward to the right. point where now it is, is it really just a, Hey, cool. Boba Fett has his own show now. He's actually well, got way more dialogue, but it's where's not really his book. Anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I'm still waiting on the book. <laughs> exactly. I don't understand that either. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't want to throw that in as a miss, but that was one thing at the end where I was like, there was like, there was no book, no, at all, no, not even nothing. mention of a book yeah. ever. <laughs> uh, 
so that, of, I leave that I leave that book of open. Boba Fett. The you know it is it does say it in small letters at the top, and Boba Fett's the big name. But yeah, exactly. why didn't they just call it Boba Fett? Like, why Boba is the Fett. show not called Boba Fett? I mean, we'll talk about it later. But the the, the Andor show is called Andor. <laughs> like, right. I know if they do a show on Darth Vader. It's not going to be like the <laughs> list of Darth Vader. It's going to be Darth <laughs> the, Vader. The podcast of Darth Vader. Darth Vader. <laughs> You got to make all of his mixing his audio boards are all in. His, it's uh, built ass. in. Yeah, it's built right in. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, so the, the, the beginning episode showing him how he escaped the pit and yep. he's now uh, seeing huts. Th- so that's another thing. The nostalgic part about it is like we've talked when we talked about um, the Disney Plus series about last year or whatever, whatever it was the summer. We talked about our Disney Plus episode that we did at yep. the beginning of this, this podcast uh, uh, rendition of this podcast is that we're kind of tired of the star like Skywalker part. Like there's so much more that we can talk about, like in the Marvel side of this, if we could relate it to that. It's like, okay, we we have the Iron Man. We're now past Iron Man. We don't need to keep going back to Iron Man. Like Iron Man was the first part of MCU. Now let's move on. It's the same thing with this. There's other stories we could be telling that don't include Skywalker. And so see, but, but seeing Hut's throne again, seeing his guards again, seeing you know that kind of stuff was just kind of fun and and brought you back to yeah a child which was really cool um the rancor like seeing the rancor the baby rancor and all that's like seeing those things yes uh seeing the twin huts seeing these people uh, the tuscan raiders all that stuff was like ooh, warm to your heart the rancor is such a classic example right i mean like i get the what the purpose but like the rampage through town man that was that was just because Mm -hmm. we all wanted to see somebody ride a rancor and destroy stuff and it worked and i was totally fine with it (laughs) like and seeing how he like basically became friends with this rancor to the point where you could tame the rancor enough to ride it like the rancor you see um you know with hut in hut's palace is just there to kill people that yeah. drops into his pit. So like to see him actually be able to ride him and, and run through the town yeah. and all that stuff was really cool. And this seems to be a big theme in the Star Wars I've noticed, with especially the the John Favreau shows, is trying to treat the the fictitious animals better. Like mm-hmm. there was a bit about Banthas and how they're trained, and there's this bit about the Rancor because the original movies. I mean, we have some real serious issues going on with how people and animals are treated, and I love <laughs> that they're thinking about that mm-hmm. now. And and yes, it's definitely and it's cool. The mixture between CGI and real life too is awesome. Like you see some of that uh, in this, where like you see the characters that were created like they were in the first movie are yeah. now like they could have made like his guards you know the green i don't know what the names of them they're pig the people, like the yeah, pigs yeah. those you could have made those cg you could have made them yeah. cgi easily if there wasn't a historical connection to this movie somewhere else or the show somewhere else you could have easily made those people cgi no issues in the world we would we would have loved it oh absolutely if we didn't have the backstory to the the characters but now yeah. it's like no make them in the in, in special effects with the suits and the makeup and yep. all that stuff um that stuff's great and then but also knowing that you can't do it all the time the rancor climbing on buildings is cgi you can't sure. you can't do stop motion and all that stuff for that stuff that's just too costly and too much time and effort um but the nostalgic part of it and and like showing clips from the original movies or the, the, the trilogy you know the clips that go into the movies are awesome too seeing boba fett as a kid and Django fett and and all that yep. is amazing and then actually casting which is amazing the Django fett of the movies yeah 
as Boba Fett as an adult because he's a clone. He would look the same. Yep. Exactly. Uh, it was brilliant. amazing. I know. Yeah. It's brilliant. And, and, and lucky enough, he's a good actor. Like, imagine, like, well, like which is here great... in the original movie yeah. and he sucks now. Like, it's like, oh, crap. And like, a great aside in kind of our, you know, you and I talk about this a lot. We get in our little film markets, like, so, and we're, again, I'm going to butcher it. Temura. Yeah, Temura Morrison. Tamora, Tamora, Tamora. Tamora, Tamora, yeah. Tamora Morrison is an absolute legend in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Like he is, he is it. He is like the dramatic actor. So I think sometimes as American audiences, as Disney gets to be so global, sometimes we're yeah. like, he's good. And we don't realize say in China or in New Zealand, like, no, this is like, this is the actor. Mm -hmm. So I was reading about him and you can see why he's such a, you know, the solid actor in this role. Like he's got big, big, big chops. Yes. And he's, uh, yeah. It, it, and to see him play and, and look older, he's actually not as old as he actually is, but like he's a crustle, a, a grizzly older man mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that is really cool. But like just showing the kid is awesome. Like you could have used that kid as an adult. Like you could have, like that kid's obviously years older now. You could have used him, but it makes more sense because he oh, would yeah. be a clone. He would look identical to this dad and seeing that. And again, I just imagine like John Favreau or someone being like, you, you realize who that actor is that played yes. him and like, yeah. and then like, we're going to cast him. Yes. I mean. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And there's other things. So there's not only fan service to older movies with the whole doing something about Boba Fett and you know, all that stuff. It's also yeah. to the comic book fans and yes. to the Clone Wars fans and the Bad Batch fans yes. with um, Black Chrysanthemum, Chrysanthemum which is the yep. black Wookiee bounty hunter. His first appearance was in the 2015 Darth Vader number one comic book. And so you have him now. No, I didn't, I didn't even know that. So he was in that. So he's got the dreads. He's a pretty badass guy. Um, oh, you have yeah. Cad Bane, who obviously made his first appearance in Clone Wars. And then again, was in Bad Batch. Dude, was that CGI him not ridiculous it was for Cad Bane? I was like, and, oh, I mean, we could talk all about yeah. even how much better Luke was this time. Yes. But Cad Bane, I was like, when they panned up, I was like, that is a made up thing in a computer. <laughs> and it's it, it is such a cool character that doesn't get yeah. it like it because again to us who are fans and again like i mentioned adam and i at some point are so clone wars is seven seasons of an animated tv show that are 20 minute episodes and i can understand i can relate with you why you would not want to take the undertaking of watching all of that i understand that to people so adam and i had talked about maybe one of these days we're going to do like a abbreviated like this is what you need to watch to get yep. get clone wars not to disrespect clone wars fans but to know that if you're not a fan of that yep. medium that this is what you need to watch or should watch to get what's going on yes. um bad batch is filmed in, in, in animation in a similar way but i think it's more modern and there's something with it it's only 14 episodes for a season or 16 right. episodes so you can get the undertaking you can that's not a hard watch the first episode for some reason is like an hour and 10 minutes of Bad Batch, and then there are 20 minute episodes after that. Yeah. Um, but that to me is an undertaking you can do. Clone Wars, again, seven seasons of a show, 20 episodes or something sure. per episode season. It's a, it's a big undertaking. So we'll get like to you, that at some point. It's just the beauty of the different mixed media, yes. too. Like you said, no, some people are never going to watch a cartoon. No. Like you can make them and tell them, like, for, you know, what if is huge? You've got to watch it. They're never going to watch it. So so if we just do you an know, episode at some point, exactly. just giving you an idea of what the Clone Wars is all about, that's it. and then we can go on from there. But um, but having a character that's introduced in a in a pretty cult following show the, yeah. that to now make it to Bad Batch, like okay, that makes sense, that tracks. Again, same similar style of animation. They're yep. both animation, yada yada yada. But then you see him and now transform into an actual real life 
real life quote unquote, yeah. you know, quotations person in a, in a live action TV show was awesome to see that. And when you saw the cowboy hat and you see from a distance and he's got the guy, you're like, oh my gosh, that's who it is. It's, oh my gosh, they're doing this. Spoiler alert. Then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> or again, in quotation, dies. We yeah. have no idea. I mean, he is technically, according to Star Wars Legends, or I should say, shouldn't say Legends because that's an actual thing, but like right. Star Wars lore is that he's 71 years old. So, I mean, if, 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 I mean, he's an alien race, so it's not like he's a human, but like, if that's old, yes, it makes sense that he would eventually die, but like, maybe he's not dead. Maybe he is. They did, they, they basically showed him getting stabbed, but that's about it. You, you know, you can see exactly. someone crawl away and yep. someone save someone. And again, he has the breathing tubes and all that stuff anyway. Yep. Um, but it was kind of funny for me to be like, oh my gosh, these, they're introducing Ted. He's dead. What the hell? He's dead. Which, it, you know, which in its own way, though, is like I said, and maybe he'll come back. Who knows? But yes. I mean, there was everybody knew that was Cad Bane, right? I mean, it mm -hmm. had that slow reveal where like the yep. brim of the hat comes up. But one thing I love with like is I think they realized the importance. Everybody was probably thinking this is going to look dumb mm -hmm. when they reveal. Cad. And like I said, I was just like immediately like uncomfortable with how realistic Cad Bane was. <laughs> and I liked it a lot. And there's still people out there who 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 fixed the cgi they made it look he was more blue like he was in in the clone wars he was a little bit more um brighter blue whereas yep. in 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 um book of boba fett he was more that pale blue which right. i'm okay with he looked great but there's still people out there who touched his eyes up and and changed the color of his blue i'm like can you really be that picky that looks right. amazing that's unbelievable it took the character that was created for animation yeah and made him look real like and not, when they made like, the character I mean, in Clone Wars, I guarantee you they made it without the thought in their minds that it was eventually going to be a live action. No, thing. why would so, you? I mean, that's what I said. Like, I, I if you'd have just said, "Hey, they're going to turn Cad Bane into a character," I would, I would. Oh, that sounds like Jar Jar Binks to me. Like, you yes. know, just it doesn't look right. Correct. And, and so, and but they did it, and and, and yeah. now you're still going to complain about the way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like that's. I will. You mentioned the start, the Luke Skywalker thing. We can jump to that too, which is. Yep. Use the CGI um, and the effects and a voice changing box and all this other stuff to make Skywalker. So at the end of Mandalorian season two, if anybody hasn't seen it, spoilers, that Skywalker shows up, right? Luke Skywalker shows up, takes yep. Grogu under his arm, leaves. What do you have? Like two or three minutes of screen time, if that? Like yeah, it was very maybe. small and it was, he said one or two lines. It was very, I'll say bad bad in the scale of the world we live in right now of how technology right. works it was bad it's unbelievable if you were watching star wars a new hope in in the theaters and then you immediately watch that afterwards you're like holy yes. shit but bad in the sides that we probably could have done better for mandalorian season two this is a lot better like a lot better but still weird to me and so much so I, you're certainly living in a simulation already because that yes. was what how long what was the time between that and it went from like it was shocking. Shockingly amazing. And he had multiple yeah. lines. There was conversations yes. and there was movements. And, and his his look overall was better than his mouth speaking in general. But like, yep. it still freaks you out. It, it, young Mark Hamill was on screen, in my opinion. If you're just yep. watching it from your TV or your house and you're sitting there, you're even watching it in 4K, you're like, that's Mark Hamill. How the hell did he get young Mark Hamill? Because even in, yep. in Iron Man, when they did the whole throwback to the younger Robert Downey Jr. or in like Ant-Man when they have the younger uh, yes. uh, Hank Pym, like it still looks like you're like, eh, okay, I understand that. You can see that they've used a, a airbrush on the screen to get his right. skin smoother or whatever. 
I was what I love and I was looking a bit of that filming is just like you said they combine the physical and the digital so well so like let's talk about Luke right the you know the deep faked but yes it was a it was a physical body actor that Mm -hmm. did all of the shots you know that didn't include a face and it's insane how well that actor mimicked his body language like to the point where you almost think they probably just CGI this in based on the other movie but it's not and that's what I just, that's what I love about mixing the, like, I mean, I love the fact that it's a CGI Luke, but Grogu is a completely practical effect most of the time. Yes. Like, that's, in, that's insane. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who the actor was. I'm trying to figure out who there was. There was a guy who helped with on-screen stuff. And then there was a person who helped with some voicing things. I just couldn't remember what it was, which just sucks because this guy shouldn't yep. receive as much credit as anybody, as the people who did the actual CGI. Um, but he's probably, if I go to like IMDB or something that it probably shows right. who it is, but like, um, look it up. Cause the guy did a really good job. Uh, and again, I, I feel like hit or miss and I don't want to seem like I'm downing on something, but, or putting down something, but it also seemed like another way to get Grogu into the show. Boys. Like yeah. it, 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 Grogu's a cash cow. Oh my God. It was like, oh, we can't do an entire season without Grogu in there. And I'm like, no. oh, and I love, what's her name? Uh, Amy, uh, Sedaris. When she's like, I'm not calling you that. When she tells me, tells him his name is Grogu, yeah. she goes, I'm not going to call <laughs> you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that little chain, the little uh, chain link, the armor made yep. out of uh, a that basket. That's amazing. Yep. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, and that's where you had. So before Justin and I got on the podcast, yeah. we were talking about kind of the man, like Luke Skywalker always comes back into this. Mm-hmm. And we've talked previously on the podcast that you know, how long do you keep going with that? But man, that montage of Grogu and young Luke was just across the board. The callbacks to Yoda mm-hmm. training, the reversal of who's wearing the backpacks, the way that they're training. When you start re I watched it a couple of times. You yeah. rewatch the, you start seeing like just this buildup to that huge moment of what we're going to talk about in a minute of yeah. choices that Grogu makes. But man, like I, every time I want it to be gone though, I was like that training sequence was just, Ugh, like that was huge and it, it was amazing and i think like you said the mix of practical effects and special effects and and and, and again we were kind of like oh what the hell at the end of mandalorian season two yeah come on just move yes. past it to that if this had come out before that i would have been okay with the end of mandalorian season two because yeah. this seems more purposeful and yep. more thing. and also the point that there's a now it gives you the reason why grogu wasn't attached to skywalker in the future yes. like it's because i my mind watching was that seasons episode six ish or yeah so six yep. and my mind grogu decides to become a jedi like immediately i'm like oh he's just gonna decide not to but then i'm like well then we would have heard about him like he, he would have yep. been a jedi he would have seen him further in the shows and so to me when he comes back into season episode seven or yeah episode seven he is wearing the armor underneath yes. his thing and he obviously chose the mandalorian side of the thing not the Jedi exactly side. well that whole scene i was saying you know, it's so wild re-watching you so we call back to the prequels and like you start realizing of course it's spoilers but all yeah. is at this point like every little flashback we get about grogu right he yeah. was on coruscant during that first night the order was given to kill the jedi yeah so that's a that's a huge tie back to the prequels and it's tying into a big idea that I see playing out in Star Wars. It's been happening for a while. Um, Rian Johnson was one of the big proponents of mm-hmm. it, but was that at some point we back out and we start saying like, 
the force is just the force. People use it in all kinds of different ways. And we've got to move out from this idea that A, the Jedis are right and that they're the only thing. And so it's it. Grogu's whole story is fascinating because like, I think we, you know, was it uh, Luke says that it's more like I'm just unlocking training he already yeah. has. Because so Grogu's 50 at the time of this. Yep. Grogu's already trained more than most Jedi Knights or Master Jedi's have ever trained. So there's a weird thing there of like, who is, I mean, Grogu's a fully trained Jedi somewhere in there mm -hmm. and he's choosing not to be one, which is that that's, is, although it doesn't sound like it, that's a major shift in the narrative because before it's like, if you can be a Jedi, you become a Jedi. Yes, exactly. And it's funny, about 50 years old, now, I, I, this, again, this, anybody's just kill me for Star Wars and we may not know this answer, maybe all of our fans will kill us is how old uh, Yoda is when he dies. Do we know? Is there an he's, idea? Is, he's about 900. Okay, so he's 900. So my thought is, is that 50, he, he is going to be, it's going to be a while before he grows up. So like they can use this baby version of Yoda yeah. many, 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 many more episodes and seasons and all that stuff. And they don't have yeah. to make him grow that much. They don't have, I yeah, mean, obviously exactly. Yoda's not that tall, but like yeah. they can have him be, but at some point I'd like to see him actually be able to like, like walk on it. I, it would be nice yeah. even if they have to go into the future, even if they have to go years yep. and years and like do a baby or Grogu episode of a, or a show or a movie or whatever it may be of Grogu at Yoda's height and weight and size. And like, yeah. like when he was an actual like Jedi fighting a Jedi, obviously be Mandalorian at that time, sure. or whatever, but like the idea of having that or as an something new is coming. Yes. I mean, that's the that's that's kind of what I'm hoping is like we seem to be identifying that like the Mandalorians interact with the force because they yeah. know about the dark saber and like there's the Night Sisters of Dothamir, which is where Darth Maul comes from, that race. Oh, so like Darth Maul we, thing. Oh sorry. No. <laughs> no. And then yeah, well, Darth Maul, that's a whole other thing that we've got coming soon to the Marvel universe yes. again. But like, you know, but for instance, he's our, you know. Darth Maul comes from a race in the movies that already is force sensitive. Yeah. Like they already have their own religion based around it, which again, I don't think most people, they think he's just trained by Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Like, he's a weird, different thing. So I love this idea too, of just opening it up to different groups. And of course there's, you know, commentary on modern society in there. And like, there's a lot of religions and they're yes. all kind of using the same force here. <laughs> like, so that's been fun. I think that playing out is is neat and a good way to finally maybe separate the Jedi out from the right. Mandalorian story for a while. So as a whole, when that that those couple episodes, so it was like this weird arc, like the, the season, if you give it that, like the first episode's like cool, you get the, the backstory of who yep. uh, Boba Fett is. And if you don't, like, kind of like, you basically could watch that season, this episode, episode, episode one, I mean, and not know really the history of Boba Fett and be okay. Absolutely. Like I did a good job of like giving you a little backstory and how he saved it, came out of the pit and was kind of trained by the Tuscan Raiders and all that stuff. And then there's this like series, like the series went up for like quality. It was like, um, it was a couple episodes of like, mm -hmm. eh. but then it was like this episode like four or five and six were like, oh, and then season seven or episode seven, I mean, it was, was great. It showed the battle and it shows like Fennec, uh, Shand and, 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 uh, Boba Fett and the Mandalorian get together and fight and do all that stuff and see those battles. But, but it just, it, it didn't end like the way I wanted it to end. If that makes any sense. I wanted it to continue. I, sure. Absolutely. It's like anticlimactic in a sense, but yep. the other thing was, is that it's always portrayed that Boba Fett's been this lone gun. 
Like it's always right. been portrayed to us and, and, and seen to us that he's this lone person. He, he's, he's his own person. He's a, he's a um, bounty hunter that does his own thing. But this show, it was basically like it was him and Fennec. Like it seemed like, yep. like he couldn't do things without her, which exactly. it could be the old, like the older Boba Fett, that the, the more he gets older, he gets this need for a second person. But I don't know. I just felt weird. I like it because I love Ming Na Wen as an actress and I like her sure. character, Fennec Shen, and all that stuff. It just seemed weird to me that like Boba Fett has always been to me this person that stands alone. Like at least yep. Darth Vader has his group and, and Luke has his group, but it always seemed like Bounty Hunter. Boba Fett was his own person. And it yeah. seemed that was a weird thing to me. But again, not a bad thing. I hate to say no, it was I know, a bad I know what thing. You're it was a weird thing. It was an off thing to me. Yeah, and that seems to be, in, I mean, with the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, I mean, there seems to be a thread that's going on about whether it's better to be part of a community or whether, it, whether it's better to be alone. And I mean, that, that seems to be a big question at the center of this, that of course the Mandalorian now is like, you know, he's out of his order. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. like, so which way do you choose? Do you choose to be loyal to people around you or go your own way? So yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, but it's interesting. I guess that's kind of that question that this seems to be playing around with, maybe being critical of the Jedi too in all yep. of that. And I mean, so. he is more of a mob boss in this show than sure. he ever has been. So it also could be like mob bosses are not themselves either. It's just a group of people yep. that work for them. And so that could also be part of it. And I did appreciate and did like the grounded feel of this show. Whereas mm -hmm. like Mandalorian has was was space 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 space, and yes. he like he went from place to place to place to be on yep. our, on on planets, but this whole show was very little flying in the space. Like it was yep. all. I think that's that. knowing your audience again too. Mm -hmm. Is that this this particular slice of the Star Wars universe that is Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett is now squarely on Tatooine. Mm -hmm. And that's just such a, like for the old fans, I mean, Mos Espa, Mos Eisley, mm -hmm. it, it, it is the original movies. So really, I mean, Book of Boba Fett's this kind of the crossroads between they're trying to bring the prequel and the original trilogy to a point where people will accept that they coexist and bring yeah. those fans together. And it's fun. I mean, it, it, it's really neat. Like, I love the whole Tatooine side of things that's developed. Oh, yeah. And, and and going back, so like obviously we know there's certain things that get destroyed, certain places, certain people who die, all that stuff. Like, so I'm a hundred percent like okay with going back and looking at people's prequel stories. Like, I love you know a more in depth look at Darth Vader away because there's yeah. a whole comic book series that's just Darth Vader. It's called Star Wars yep. Darth Vader. So it's it deals with Skywalker and some other things that are in there. But like you could do that in the same way that you're doing. Yes. This deep fake stuff, so you can have Luke in there, but like it's focused specifically on Darth Vader and his interactions with his people, with his, you know, building of the Death Stars and all those things. Like those things could all be really cool um, uh, shows. And well, maybe maybe Kenobi whatever, will but... tap us into that world that, a little bit. Yeah. So and that, that would be fun. So I mean, I think I really, it was, really... like, overall it was like if you again again we we don't really grade things, we don't mm -hmm. really review things in that sense. We just kind of give our overall feel of things. But if like if this was in the theaters, one of those things, it's like certain episodes would be the ones that I'd say, yeah, you have to go to the theater and see those episodes and certain episodes would be the ones wait for it to come out on DVD. And that's the kind of feel about the whole show. It wasn't like to me, it was if you're a Star Wars fan, you have to watch this. It's really good. Yeah, if you're a, for our Marvel if a Star fans. Wars fan as a young as a young kid. If you were a big yep. Star Wars fan, this is great because it's going to be fan yes. service like there's nothing else. That's what I think a, for our Marvel fans, yeah. What If was kind of like that. Like, yes. I would not. What If? I love it. I wouldn't tell you to start with What If if you'd never watched yes. Marvel. You would be like, 
this is neat, but I don't get any of it. So yeah, those have that similar feel to them. And I do believe that episodes five and six, if you're a Mandalorian fan, you actually could probably just go to episodes five and episode six of this show and maybe just finish 100%. up with seven. So you get the ending scene where um, uh, baby Grogu or baby Yoda Grogu is in that little dome and he's tapping yeah. the thing on it and, and he likes going fast. Mandal uh, Mandalorian goes fast and he likes that thing. Like five, six and seven, you probably could watch and skip episodes one through four so that you probably have some context of what's going to happen in season three of Mandalorian because- you need like there's probably going to be relating to that part in Book of Boba Fett, but oh, really don't need to episodes one through four don't really make a lot of sense to you if you're a Mandalorian fan only because it doesn't connect in that same way. Even though there's some characters that cross over from Mandalorian, like um, I forget his name, uh, in the in the Freetown. Um, yeah, so he's in it. So he's obviously a Mandalorian. Obviously, Boba Fett was in Mandalorian, so there is this connection. Um, but if yeah. you're like, I don't have time for that in my life. Five, six, and seven, watch those, Definitely. and you'll be good to go. Uh, for the season three of, of Mandalorian. So as an overall whole Star Wars thing, it, they still hit, you know, uh, hit it out of the park. I mean, it's not, well, I mean, it's, it's better like than the original trilogy. It's better than the it's prequels. what you just said. I mean, Star Wars is like comics. It's complicated. It's been around yes. for a long time. It's never going to please anyone. And I think this did exactly what it intended to do, which was not give you a neat narrative, but mm -hmm. to kind of say, okay, look, like, Here's, here's this answer you've always wanted. Here's how it connects to the original trilogy, to the animated series. You've got to all start thinking about this story as a whole. I think that's a part of this too, or you're mm -hmm. never going to understand it. So I think Book of Boba Fett's a little slightly confusing to make you go watch Clone Wars, Bad Batch, yep. and what's the one I'm forgetting? Um, Rebels. Rebels. Yep. Which, again, if you can watch animated shows, there's certain, like, like Taylor won't sit down. My wife won't sit down and watch an animated show with me. Yep. She just won't. A lot she of doesn't people like won't. it. She can't do it. And so if you don't want to watch, and it's also not your simple animation. This is not like Family Guy or Simpsons no. animation. This is very abstract animation, if you think about it. It's very yep. sharp edges, and like the, it's, it's not your typical animation you'd see. It's not a Disney movie. It's, it's different. So if you're not going to yep. watch that, great, but they are connected. And if you want to get the whole picture of everything, there's something to say about watching Clone Wars and Rebels yes. and, and Bad Batch and this. And um, again, there are websites that you can Google it if you want to, but we'll do our own version of it. But you can Google it and say, what do I need to watch in Clone Wars? There is a about 25 episode there are, yep. short list of like season one, episode five and watch episodes five through six in, in this season and all that stuff to get you up to speed on who some of these characters that you see yes. in this show on. But it, there's there's just so much. And again, yeah. we're going to get, uh, hopefully the Tons. Star Wars universe is going to get to that, like what it's like the Marvel universe where there's, and I think it's the opposite of what Marvel's kind of doing. Marvel's doing the TV shows, but they're now getting into the TV shows. Whereas I feel like Star yep. Wars had nine movies or actually technically 11 movies now, if you think about Rogue One yep. and, and Solo. Um, I think for a while now they haven't, they've talked about movies coming out and stuff like that, but like the TV shows are going to be where it's at for, for star Wars yes. and they're filmed like movies, Adam, like yep. you would not, if you put all no. those together and it was a very long, obviously a very long movie, but yep. you, and you put it on a screen in a theater, you'd never know that it was a TV show. No, God, no, not at all. Fascinating to me that they put that much money and time and effort into a TV show. Yep. That's basically, I, I hate to use the word free because we do pay for our subscriptions, but it's free. <laughs> Like, yeah. like, let's be honest, like every week I turned it on and I didn't have to debit my card for anything. I paid the one-time fee for a month or if you just yep. had to watch it because it did overgo what, December, January, February. So you would have had to pay for three months to see this much TV. Oh God, um, I mean. Is 
is fascinating. It's crazy. That's why I was joking with my wife. I was like, I actually thought about it because I was watching another YouTube video and mm -hmm. they were talking about all the effects in Star Wars. And it was like, like we would not believe this if yes. somebody told you this 20 years ago. Like this is weird, like magic stuff that like, I mean, it just, it blows my, I just sat there watching it and I was like, I, I never thought this would happen. Yes. Like I used to sit in the library, like over my lunch break at high school, like reading all of the weird novels from the legend series now. And like, it's, it's just playing out in this crazy yes. multi-billion dollar playground. <laughs> like that's and, and think about people like John Favreau. So I don't know how John Favreau's connection to being a kid. David Filoni is like a Star Wars fan from the yes. core, like from the beginning. Yep. Like he, Big the time. reason why he has the job he has now is because he was so knowledgeable about yep. Star Wars. Same reason why Kevin Feige has his job now is because he was so knowledgeable about the comic books yep. back when he was assistant uh, on Spider-Man films and X-Men films. Like these, these guys had the jobs for a reason. And these guys are like basically looking at you and me and going like, oh, you're a fan of this? Now play with this multi, you have multi-billions of dollars to play with yep. these action figures and make what you want. When and really have the video games yes. in. I mean, like we all saw the little BD unit yep. running around. That was from Jedi Fallen Order, the yep. most recent video game. But yep. like, yeah, it's just, I never thought this would happen. Like the thing that I was just playing in the video game is also in the show that I'm watching on my TV. Like, well, and that's, and that's to me, like, like I mentioned, I'm, not everybody thinks the way I think and not everybody wants to be the way I am. But like, to me, if I'm looking for, so when I started watching Book of Boba Fett, I started, I, I was like, I watched episode one and two on, on, on Wednesdays. And then I missed three, four and five. I basically were like busy. So I watched those in a row. And then watch six and watch seven the weeks they came out. And, uh, you know, so when I got in there, I got the Star Wars love. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to watch more Star Wars stuff. And so I started watching Bad Batch and I watched all the Bad Batch, caught up on Bad Batch. But then I'm like, okay, now what? So Star Wars Clone Wars, I can watch that. But Taylor's not a big fan of that. So I have to watch it right. in parts. But I can read comic books. She doesn't care if I'm reading. So now I'm reading the comic books. And so I want more of this thing. Marvel, for an example, I can read a comic book, but it doesn't connect to anything. It connects to the comics. Like there's no right. other thing for me to watch on TV right now or on, on yep. movies that can get me into the MCU world that we're in because I'm caught up on everything and there's nothing yep. new coming out right now. And so to me, I can now read yeah. a Star Wars comic book from 2015 and it's canon. Yeah. It's stories Which is that so are fun you know, because Star Wars had such a solid comic book history for a while and to mm -hmm. see it coming back is like, it's just fun. I mean, I remember like back in like the Dark Empire days where like that was the biggest thing that had ever happened to star yep. wars like since the original trilogy so yeah it's fun to see it coming back on all fronts and getting people excited and no it again. doesn't have to be a movie it doesn't have to nope. be a movie it can be a seven episode tv show that just you put a bunch of effort and time into write good shows and all that stuff and then also you know there's very yep. few people in this world that i want to shake their hand even in this covid time i want to shake their hand and that's john favreau i'm sorry thank yep. you man <laughs> thank you for giving us this stuff even if you're not a huge fan of this john favreau did something that we all are going to love for years and years and years and again watch the whole series over again you'll probably get a different view if you don't like it that much but looking to the future now yes there's not there's not the end like we're not oh. like this is not like when you watch the the original let's so you watch the prequels and you're like yeah they weren't that great but then you're like okay now what so when the yeah. original movies came out it was okay we had one through three or a three or four through six done and then they decided to make the prequel series and you're like okay cool when, when we got to episode three we all in the world thought that was it 
Like everybody oh, yeah. in the world thought that was the end of the Star Wars worlds of, of movies. Great. It came to an end. It's like watching, you know, the end of Lord of the Rings. You're like, okay, cool. And then they did the Hobbit movies. You're like, oh, cool. But now they're oh. doing the TV. So now there's like, yeah. Yeah. there's these gaps. Now it's like, there's no end in sight. Like yeah. we're going to get Marvel stuff for the near future. We're going to get Star Wars stuff for the near future. Like we're yeah. just, there's more to go and they're not going to stop because they're just printing money, honestly. That's the main reason, but. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, without a doubt there. I mean, just, I mean, my God, just setting up Jedi Academy, which yes. for all the people that I always tell was, is now legends. Yes. But I can promise you that is going to become something yes. huge because now you can do anything with Jedis for the rest of time and you can make it like Hogwarts because it's a Jedi Academy. Yep. And there we go. And I'm fine it, with that. Like, yes, exactly. Cool. And it's different. And that's the cool thing they can get into. So, so, so Star Wars was created as a space opera, right? It was originally a yes. space opera. And now what you can get into is you can get, this is like a mob feel. Like this is like a Sopranos of the Star Wars universe. Just like I love that Ant-Man was a heist movie in a, in a superhero exactly. world. Like they can do this now. They could do your, your Hogwarts part yeah. of the of Star Wars. Your, world. You can do your Western. space academies. You can do yep. your Westerns. You can do, a, yep. you can do all that stuff now. And have it be canon and have it be same universe and all that stuff. But do different. Yep. I'd love a comedy. It'd be great to have a comedy. I think it'd be funny to do a comedy, like straight up comedy in the I Star Wars there's world. A, there's a droids coming at some point on way down amazing. the line. And if, if they do droids, that will be really funny. So near future though, Obi-Wan Kenobi was just announced. So we'll get into yeah. that. That's our, you know, our, our, that's our review or discussion of Boba Fett. Go watch it. It's yep. on Disney plus now, but looking towards the future really quickly as we finish this episode up is Obi-Wan Kenobi. People all pissed that it wasn't premiering on May 4th, which originally I was like, okay, that makes sense. Why wouldn't you just do it? May 4th is a Wednesday. Why wouldn't you? May 25th is 45 years to the date yeah. that New Hope came out. So those go. guys over yeah. at Lucasfilms and, and David Filoni and all those guys—they know what they're doing. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Come well, on, the people. Kenobi thing. I mean, yes. talk about getting all of our different generations of Star Wars back together. For any of you who've seen the trailer, yeah. I think you know. As we can say spoilers, but um, we see Darth Maul again. That's going to bring in a thing that was hinted at already back with Mandalorian stuff. That is. Yeah. Darth Maul is out there running his crime syndicate at this yep. point. So like we can see that in the future. Like I can't wait to see you and McGregor as Obi-Wan again. Yes. Well, this movie also is technically, if you look at the, the Canon timeline, yes. this show, Obi-Wan Kenobi is actually coming out in, in the world and timeline of, of ages at the same time the solo film came uh, is exactly. taking place. And so you had at the end of solo as well. There's that tease with Darth Maul that, we're all like, oh my God, I want Darth Maul, like more Darth Maul. And then it just seemed like nothing was ever going to happen again. Now yep. with this Obi-Wan thing, we're going to get that, I think. So this is like the other side of the world, quote unquote, yes. part of it. Whereas like you saw Solo becoming Solo. This is more of an Obi-Wan Kenobi yep. story. It's uh, going to be six episodes long, which is fine with me. It seems like a perfect amount that. of time to get that. this done. And that comes out May 25th uh, in 2022. And it'll just be six weeks long. So, and I think... Again, the May the Fourth thing would have been like, oh, that's awesome because Bad Batch came out I think last year on May Fourth. I think uh, so, which was it was amazing. But like this May twenty fifth, people are like, why not? And then makes sense. Forty five years to the date since the New Hope came out is when this movie's coming out or this show is coming out. It's perfect timing. Uh, yep. And then the Cassian Andor show called Andor is supposed to come out late twenty twenty two. It's yep. supposed to be twelve episodes long. No date supposedly has come out for that yet, but that's gonna be a fun one. That's more connection, obviously, to the last trilogy of films right i mean cassie yes. and andor uh and then you have mandalorian season three 
expected December of 2022, I guess, supposedly. Yep. So there's a lot of stuff coming out. Like it seems like we're probably gonna have a maybe this is 20 late 2022 for Andor, but maybe it's like six episodes of Obi-Wan, and then sometime this summer, early fall, hopefully Andor will come out. And yep. then Mandalorian in December. And then so Bad Batch season two is supposed to also come out in 2022, but some of these things I don't always believe that some of these things are going to get pushed to 2023. That's too much. Yeah. Well, there's so much. There's what Rangers of the New Republic, yep. which was set back a little bit over, you know, cast and issues and Ahsoka, uh, the Acolyte, Lando. There's 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 four shows I have on my list here that have no actual like idea of when they're actually going to come out. And the yep. one on that is Rangers of the New Republic was pushed out pretty far. I think. I mean, that might be 2024, 2025. Oh, easily maybe. But Ahsoka, probably 2023. Same with the Acolyte, maybe Lando. I, I, I'm i torn on the Lando thing because I would love to see Donald Glover play Lando some more. Like, why wouldn't you? But it doesn't seem, right. there's no actual confirmation that he's going to be even part of the Lando series, um, which, again, is what it is. But I think right. if you can get the actor to come back, why wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. You? Uh, and there's nothing really. There's, I know Acolyte is supposed to be a woman-centric show. But there's nothing else that's nothing, really been yep. known about what's going on in that one. The Ahsoka, obviously, you've seen Ahsoka. She was on yep. The Mandalorian, and uh, and she was on episode five or six of um, yes. this show. So there's a lot to like think about for for that's yeah. that's just TV. So there is some talks about other movies and stuff in the Star Wars universe. Yep. But I was just thinking, focusing on what's going to come out on Disney Plus. And that wasn't yes. even including any animated shows that potentially, I mean, there were bad things on there. But. Like you said, we, we got a while until we get like another big, heavy, like kind of trilogy scope thing in Star yeah. Wars at the theaters, I think. It's just, because I mean, as we've said before, I, I, I think the new movies, so not the prequels or the original trilogy, the mm -hmm. more current ones, I think they're, they're still trying to kind of work through those too. I don't think they quite hit with audiences the way they, they thought yeah. they would. And I wanted to look at that. So Kevin Feige, the Marvel Cinematic Universe producer, was reportedly developing a Star Wars film with Kevin, uh, Kathleen Kennedy. That was in 2019, yep. was a rumor. But but since then, they've talked a lot about, they've deleted and basically removed from future lists of movies that are coming out. But May 4th of 2020-ish, it was May 4th. Taika Waititi was set to direct or talk about making an original film too, which, which would be good. And that could be one of those ones that's more of the comedy centric things too, yeah because absolutely has that ability to do that back and forth thing but I, I do think the future of star wars should be i hate to say the word solo because of han solo but solo films like we can come out with films that are just like here's a film and yes. because of the way that it's connected to the broader universe it is a sequel to the next like it's gonna make people go see it you don't have to make a trilogy again like no and i feel like we have a trilogy of trilogies now like, yes let's just stop <laughs> And like, I mean, go on, find a random character from back. I mean, do a Boba, um, sorry, um, um, Jabba the Hutt movie. Like, do yep. something that's different. Sure. You know, do a, I would love a, just a bounty hunters thing. Well, straight I was going to say, hunters, all the bounty hunters out there. Yeah. Yep. In the legends, in the novels, there was a series called Bounty Hunters that was super popular. I agree. Because then you can, you don't have to talk about the force at all. It can be the dark, seedy underground of Star mm -hmm. Wars. Yeah. Be great. An Ewoks movie? Oh yeah, I have. I, I, I have. I I found somewhere the Ewoks animated. Uh, yeah. Was it a TV show? Or yeah, it was like a like a twenty eleven part twelve part Ewoks yep. TV show back in the like eighties or seventies. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, frankly, um, I mean, it we're long overdue for a good Ewok appearance. 
84 Star Wars stuff. The Ewok Adventure, which came yes. out in, in 84, and the Ewoks Battle of Endor yep. came out in 85. Um, but yeah, that was funny. So in 2020, a droid story, an animated adventure film on Disney Plus was announced. According to Star Wars Twitter, it was an epic journey that will introduce a new hero guided by R2-D2 and C-3PO. Huh. So there was one announced in 2000, December of 2020. So it was over a year, uh, yeah, over a year ago that they would be putting something on Disney Plus about droids. So you're right about that. Not that you were, not that I think you're wrong about things, but like. No, right but I hadn't that. heard about it in ages. Um, but yeah, so Star Wars, man, like I think they're kicking butt and I can't wait to see. Um, it seems like we have a little while on the Obi-Wan. What I will like about the Obi-Wan yep. thing is we're, we're kind of drifting from the, from the Mandalorian, the bounty yes. hunter, the, the, the shoot him up thing we're getting more towards the jedi stuff i will say that we talked about getting past the skywalker part but i i'll take always take more obi-wan kenobi in my opinion oh, always so, I, so i'm looking forward to that and hayden christensen's in it exactly and that can open the door maybe for our darth vader story there and i figured since we're getting, we're getting there's my uh oh there you go my lego boba fett that i haven't brought myself to open yet but eventually uh, we I have, just... I have uh, the um, uh, Dark, uh, Doctor Strange Lego set put together though. We put it together during the pandemic of his, oh, yeah. uh, you know, Bleecker Street place. The only it's Lego coming. Set I'm going to do this one here soon. But I did say to Taylor, I was like, when we have a place of our own, we own our own house. I want a Lego room. I've never really put together a bunch of Legos yeah. and stuff like that. As, as I did it as a young kid, but like as an adult, I want one. And there was this video I saw on, I think I saved it and I'll just send it to you on Instagram of someone who had an entire like like amazing table of just Star Wars stuff and it had like things fly it was oh, it was like oh my gosh that's so but I'm like I have a kid I have to be like the freaking Will Ferrell in uh the Lego movie and be Lock like you can touch room. that and like glue things <laughs> glue together, <it> together. <laughs> <laughs> like I have to like some of these things I have to put away or put up high so you can't get to it you know he's nine months now and he's starting to try to grab things and I, I can't like I think there's certain things I'm okay with, like him playing with. Like a lot of people will take these, these uh, like uh, Funko things and like keep them in the box. Like I yep. hand it to him, and he chews on it. I don't care. It's yeah. not the end of the world. I believe will piss some people off that these things are just like beanie babies. At one point, people think they're worth money, and they're gonna be yep. worth nothing. And so there's certain ones with defects or limited edition things that are gonna be exactly. worth something. But the regular generic ones you can buy on the shelf at Target are not gonna be worth anything. So I'm like, no, open them up, play with them. <laughs> Yep. Legos are a different thing. Legos are one of those things that, I mean, there's people who sell billions of dollars with the Legos, so oh, Legos yeah. are different. But uh, those Funko things, I think they're not going to be worth that much. But in the end, watch Book of Bofet, in my opinion. Uh, if you're a, even a borderline yeah. Star Wars fan, I think you'll Absolutely. like it. Absolutely. And, and I think go into it with the mindset of like, this is trying to introduce you to some different storylines you aren't used to. So and, and if you I, have time and you haven't watched Book of Boba Fett yet, which I don't know why you'd be this far into this episode if you haven't watched Book of, Book of Boba Fett yet, but if you haven't and you want to watch it still, go back and watch Mandalorian season one and two because it's yep. worth, it sets it up a little bit. I mean, one sets up two, but then two sets up this. If you have yep. even more time, watch Clone Wars and watch, um, I, you can watch Rebels, but I think you can watch Clone Wars, Bad Batch, and then this if you wanted to get to that point uh, of watching yes. who some of the characters are because like, Bad Batch has some of these characters like Cad Bane. In it as well, uh, and exactly. Like said, and uh, Ming Ming Na Wen as um, yep. Fennec Shan is in Bad Batch as well. Um, she's also Mulan. Now it's just craziness. 
She's been Disney making, connection. Get, she's been getting Disney checks for a number, for a number of years. Like she, was, yeah. she was Mulan, <laughs> and then she was in Agents of Shield, and then she's now in Star Wars. She's just been getting those Disney checks for a long yeah. time. So uh, she'll have royalties for a while. She's sad. Oh yeah. Basically, what she's I'm trying set. to say she's, is she's yeah. Set. She's this is just fun now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's cool. We'll finish it up. I think it's really cool to think people like you and McGregor. And even people like like uh, uh, Tumu, whatever his name is, Morrison, uh, is the fact that they probably thought they were done. That's yep. the other cool thing is they thought oh, yeah. that when the movies came out, their Star Wars, they can go to, they were probably going to small independent Comic Cons. Not not you, McGregor, you and McGregor, but like Morrison, like if he was coming to the United States, it sure. seems like those kind of people were the people were like signing autographs for free at, uh, yep. at Comic Cons. Now they're back in the limelight again, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, which I love seeing. And that's the same thing we'll see with Multiverse of Madness and some of these characters that might be coming out. We saw. I know. I can't wait. We could do a whole separate thing about that trailer. (laughs) I mean, I could, it's just, it's so much to read into it. And then, then when you go to see the movie, it's like, they're so good nowadays at these trailers that like half the stuff probably doesn't even make any sense. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's a playing with you. The zombie, the zombies will just be a vision of the future that doesn't happen kind of thing, you know? Well, I'd love for them to someday just put out a trailer that absolutely gets you hooked to go see the movie that has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. That would be amazing. Just a complete fake out that you just like, the movie's amazing and it's an unbelievable movie. But when you watch the trailer, like there's literally nothing from the trailer. Like they film the trailer to deep fake you. (laughs) Exactly. But they've done it with some lines that have been in trailers and some actors, some some scenes and they've definitely done it. But like an entire trailer that's literally just fake would be amazing. And then the whole world would riot. But yeah. Yeah, so uh, go see Star Wars or go see it. Yeah, totally. Watch it on Disney Plus. Again, if you have a subscription, it's free. So why not? You know, yeah. you have nothing better to do. Exactly. <laughs> well, I guess until next time, right? I mean, we're going to talk next week, potentially. I mean, if Absolutely. You don't have pro- we don't have technical difficulties again, which seems yeah. like the world that we live in now. Um, but, and we're recording this on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, Adam. I completely forgot that until a while ago. Annie and I like always forget every year. Like that's more of the tradition now, but yeah. So happy Valentine's day to everyone. I <laughs> forgot up until about an hour ago. Um, it's funny though. Cause uh, I told Taylor, I was like, I don't know. Valentine's day's gifts are so weird. Like I, like, why do I have to buy you a box of chocolates? You're going to eat three chocolates out of them. We're going to throw away. And right. she agrees. She's agree with it. So she made me this little calendar thing. that's from my desk. There's a bunch of pictures on us, which is very thoughtful and stuff. But I yeah. said, I'm going more useful this year for Valentine's Day. And she goes, what are you going to get me? I go, I got you a hair dryer because you need a new hair dryer. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And she's going to use it every day and send me a useful gift, not a yep. gift that you're going to throw away. So uh, very romantic today um, with her hair dryer that she got from her husband, Perfect. right? Nothing says love like a, a quality hair dryer. Exactly. So yep. but that's all. You, that's the only thing you really need to know because you go yep. there and everything's there. Um, but that's been Adam. I'm Justin. Thanks, man. Absolutely. It's been fun. Let's do it again soon. Peace. Peace.